It's good to finally be in the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, Advent started a little bit later this year because Christmas is on a Monday. Uh, so it's the first week of the new liturgical year. It's also fun for me. It's the first time I'm actually getting to wear my purple vestment. It's been sitting in the sacristy for the past six months, so happy to finally be able to wear it. This Advent, though, is condensed into roughly three weeks, because again, Christmas is on a Monday. So uh, the fourth week of Advent takes about 24 hours. So it's important for us at the beginning of this Advent to get off to, if you will, a good start, because there's not really as much time this year as there was last year. So the main theme of Advent, as always, is one of waiting, waiting for the coming of Christ. And in the first half of Advent, it's a greater emphasis, if you will, on waiting for the end of time, waiting for the second coming of Christ. And so a lot of our readings center on this theme of waiting. This first reading, especially from the prophet Isaiah, has the people of the Old Testament waiting for God, wanting Him to come. They're sinful. They want, to, they want Him to come now quickly to redeem them and to wipe away their sins. And hopefully that will be our approach at the end of time, that we are waiting with anticipation for our Heavenly Father to come again. But in the meantime, we wait. And let's be honest, no one likes waiting for anything, especially in this day and age. Lines aren't fun. It's why everyone hates going to the DMV all the time. It's why Amazon is so popular, because no one likes waiting in lines, especially at Christmas. No one likes waiting. I even think that dial-up tone to get onto the internet is causing people nightmares from my age and up. All the young kids, you don't know what that's like. We had to wait to get on the internet. We had to wait a long time. No one likes waiting. And I think the wise theologians, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, said it best. The waiting is the hardest part. So true. No one likes to wait. And we see this anxiety, this desire to stop waiting in this first reading. Wanting God to come now, immediately, come quickly, come soon. But God makes us wait. Why does he do that? Really, all of humanity has been one of waiting. From the very beginning of time, people have been waiting for the coming of the Messiah. And ever since that Messiah has come, we have been waiting for his second coming. All of human history has been one of waiting. Waiting allows us to be prepared, brothers and sisters. It allows us to truly be ready, to ready ourselves, so that we can be lacking in no spiritual gift when Christ eventually comes. God wants us to wait because he does things on his time, in the fullness of time. Think of so many times in our lives where we have wanted an immediate response from God. God, do your work. God, come. I need you right now. But God always saves things for his time. Kind of like a wine grower. You know the process of making wine. You have the grapes and you let them wait sometimes for a very, very long time to ferment and really get flavor to make a very rich, beautiful wine. I was recently, or a little while ago, saw an old 60 Minutes piece of an Italian family that's been making wine for 600 years. And at one point they were partially bought out by a beer distributor and the approach changed. The beer people wanted them to put the product to market, get it out there, we need sales. And this family said, no, we don't do that. We wait, sometimes longer than what you might like, so that the crop is 
ready, that it's perfect, that perfect combination of sun, soil, and rain, that's what a winemaker does, waits for the, the perfect time till everything is ready, sometimes longer than anticipated, so that they can make a vintage for the ages. And that is why God wants us to wait. Despite what our world might want of, you know, immediate gratification, we're called to wait, to wait with Mary, to wait with the people of Israel of all of human history who have been waiting for God. And that waiting takes on special precedence in Advent. Now, waiting is also kind of an intermediate time because, again, Christ has already come and we know he will come again. So Christ really entrusts us to this intermediate time to the church. He entrusts us to his servants until Christ comes again. And really, Christ's first coming was a pretty, pretty high point, you could say, but his second coming will be even greater when he will come upon the clouds of glory and take all of us back to himself. And so it might seem like we're on the short end of the stick, that, well, we weren't there back at the beginning and we probably won't be there at the end, so we're just kind of stuck. We're waiting. But it's a beautiful thing to wait because waiting allows us to grow like a, like a wine, like wine. Again, back to that analogy. We can grow and mature and be ready for that harvest of God at the very end of our lives. And one of the ways that I think that we can grow in this waiting is by going to confession, especially during this time of Advent. It's my first time uh, as a priest going through Advent, and there's already been a lot of confessions, and Advent just started today. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's hectic on our end, but we love it. So I encourage everyone during this time of Advent to go to confession, whether it's on Tuesday evenings, Saturday afternoons, or our parish penance service that'll be coming up on uh, the 13th. It's important for all of us to go to confession because that helps us to wait better and to be prepared. That allows us to grow and to be ready for when Christ comes again, for that harvest at the end of time. Because what we're waiting for, brothers and sisters, is truly worth it. We are waiting for something that is truly the greatest thing that could ever happen. Christ coming again, coming to harvest and to reclaim his bride, the church, at the end of time. To bring them up to heaven for that wedding feast of the Lamb. So we can truly welcome Christ with great joy and say to him, Oh, that you might come, but to do so on your time, not ours. So as we begin this season of waiting, brothers and sisters, let's wait with patience, confident that God will come when the time is truly ripe, but also with anticipation, knowing that what we are waiting for is truly the greatest of gifts. And even though the waiting is difficult, and we might not enjoy it, let's remember that the payoff is truly worth it when Christ comes again.